Hey guys, this is Angie and Charlene. We're gonna talk to you guys about evangelism today and how to share your faith and what got us on into evangelism and got us excited about sharing our faith. Uh, both of us here, our main office is the streets, the streets of Pasco County, the streets actually anywhere we're at. And uh, both of us are full-time evangelism and that's what we do and that's what we love. So we're just gonna talk about it and uh, Talk about some testimonies and things like that and see where it takes us. Hey, Charlene. Hey, Angie. How are you? I'm doing good. All right, so why do we evangelize? Why does the church evangelize? Because it is the Great Commission. The it Great was spoken commission. by Jesus. It is a command to go and make disciples. That's right. And you know, the crazy thing is that what I, I see, I get to travel to a lot of churches and with Awake America 365, and when we talk about the Great Commission, do you know that, like, it's kind of the DNA here at CCWC, mm -hmm. but a lot of people have never heard of the Great Commission. They don't know what the Great Commission is or that it's a command from the Lord. But the Great Commission is the command to share the gospel. Why don't you read Matthew 28, 19 through 20? Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. It's a command. Like that's the basis of the Bible. We're supposed to go and preach the gospel. And that's when Jesus is with us. That's when the anointing is with us. Amen. Amen. And it's crazy that we can, we can spend so much time on self-help from the Bible, but leave out the actual commands, which the commands is to take what we've been given and be a witness of Jesus. And he's with us even to the end of the age. So we want to talk about a few things like, uh, you know, when do you evangelize? Well, I think that it's not a specific time. You actually evangelize all the time. That's you right. know, God has definitely called us to be a witness wherever mm -hmm. we are. He strategically placed us wherever we are. And people are just ready to receive, Angie. I know. They're ready to receive Jesus. And, and we have the answer. We, right. have the, we have the answer, and his name is Jesus. And so I have a question for you. All right. Okay, so what is, like, one of the main reasons why people don't share their faith? People are afraid they're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of people saying no. I think the enemy over the years has just built up this wall of silence. Like we don't talk about, we don't talk about religion. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion. And uh, people are afraid that they're going to get a door slammed in their face or they're going to get smirked or laughed or made fun of. You know, it's, it's fear. The mm -hmm. enemy has given us fear. So when have you lost your fear of, of ministering to people and witnessing to people? Like, how'd you get over the fear I would say that I have still not gotten over, like my flesh still gets nervous sharing my faith because, uh, you know, we know that people don't talk about their faith much. So I would say when I go door to door evangelism, I'm nervous. I feel it in my stomach every single door. And the crazy thing is that as a leader, I'm teaching evangelism and I'm teaching how to break out of a spirit of fear. But still every door, even if I've got three people with me that I'm teaching, um, I still feel nervous in my stomach. And that's when I, I literally talk to Jesus every single time. And I'm like, Lord, you got to show up here, Father. Minister to their hearts, Lord. Uh, let them feel your presence. when I, Even when I walk up to the door, God, let them feel your presence because I know that they can reject me. I really just don't want them to reject Jesus, you know? And right. so, but I pray every single time if I'm, if I'm in a store and I'm evangelizing or, or I feel like, you know, a nervousness in my stomach, it's like, I know I've got to share the gospel. I've got to at least make a connection with these people. But I don't think you ever 
fully lose it. You just have to battle it because a spirit, fear is a spirit. So it comes on you to get you to keep your mouth closed. So we have to battle that spirit. That spirit is not going to die until Christ comes back. It's going to constantly get us to try to get us to not share our faith. So we're always going to feel something there. But boldness is a way to overcome that fear, overcome it every single time. So I don't think it ever leaves you alone when you're going to share your faith. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I still too. I, I like have this conversation with the Lord before I start ministering, asking God, like, how can I break the ice or how can I start this conversation with somebody? And a lot of times the Lord will even put like an urgency within my heart. Mm -hmm. And when he gives me that discernment that or lead me, you know, because the the Holy Spirit will lead you also to people that are lost, you know, and it doesn't happen every time, you know, but a lot of times it will happen. And, and so it's almost like you're quenching the Holy Spirit when you try to resist it, you know, and that urgency and that reality comes that eternity is real, you know, and if I didn't do my part to, to share Jesus with this person, you know, the reality is, is that they could, you know, not make it and go to hell. You know, and so that urgency inside kind of also, I think, helps get over ourselves and over the fear and the insecurities of what if I get rejected or anything like that, because really what it comes down to, like Jesus commanded it, you know, but it's also an urgency and it's also God's love that he puts within us. And like you said, whenever you're praying and you're having the conversations with the Lord, he's like imparting that love for that person within you. And uh, it's just an amazing thing, like I said, because people are ready, you know, and whenever I start sharing about Jesus with somebody and it's usually right on a divine appointment and, and they receive they receive a lot of times people don't reject you now it does happen That's crazy though you're so right it does happen Mm -hmm. you know and maybe they don't receive right away but they're open to hear and there's those seeds are still being planted seed like the bible says some plant Mm -hmm. some water but the lord is the one that brings brings the the increase increase. yeah Yeah. and but it is funny we can have this fear we can have this nervousness we can even have it set up in my in our mind like that person's just they're going to reject me. But then Mm. when you overcome that fear and you overcome that nervousness and you find a way to talk to someone about Jesus, they normally receive. Their eyes are connected to you. Want to know why? It's the Spirit of God inside of you that's doing the work. It's not us. The Lord is ministering to their heart and they're sensing that what is coming out of your mouth is truth. That's right. You know, when when you're filled up with the Spirit, there's something when you speak, the Lord is anointing those words and they can sense there's something different about you. This is a heavenly message. This is not a man-made message. And that honestly is what brings us to why we have to be prayed up. We have to be led by the spirit. Yeah, definitely. Now, what are some ways that you have used to as to go from like that natural conversation with somebody to break the ice and then bring it to a spiritual conversation? Like just talking to an absolute stranger? Yeah. Okay, well, it's different every single time. So first Mm -hmm. of all, it's all going to come, like you said, with the anointing and with praying with the Lord. And the neat thing is how you get the anointing is the promise that Jesus is already with us. He said he is the anointing. So when he says, and lo, I'm with you always, boom, the anointing is with us. But we to to turn it from a a natural conversation into a spiritual conversation, I'll I'll use an example, um, the grocery store. Actually, it was Office Depot. The, the, uh, a couple of months ago, I was there just buying some pens or whatever, and I went through the register, and there was this precious girl, and uh, I felt that nervousness in my stomach. You know, here I'm just checking out. You know, I got people behind me. <laughs> and, um, but some, that, that nervousness, like, that feeling in my stomach was just kind of like, 
you've got to say something to this girl. You know, you've only got a couple of minutes. You've got to say something. And so I, I was just like... Uh, just talk to her about her day. How's your day going? Oh, it's good. And, you know, and she's just trying to get through the day and things like that. And I remember saying, I, I know the feeling just trying to get through the day and I can't do it without the Lord, you know? And she's like, oh yeah, amen. And as soon as she said amen, I knew something's there, you know, like your normal person just doesn't say amen. And I was mm-hmm. like, uh, I noticed you said amen. That's the first thing I said. I was, and I said, uh, it, I, asked her if she had a home church, you know, and she said, um, no, I haven't been to church for a while. Me and my family, we used to go to church when we were younger and I just kind of got out of it. And so I, I know I had to be fast forward to turn it into it. And I was like, well, listen, I went right into it. I don't believe that I came through your line for, for by accident. I believe that the Lord brought me through this line to pray for you. I know you're going through something right now. Can I pray for you? And she instantly over the counter held out her hand and I prayed for her. And I, something inside of me let me know that she did know Jesus, but I just really felt that she was away. And I think that's all spiritual. Like you're, as you pray in the morning, God gives you like this discernment. And so, um, I said, uh, I prayed for her. She's got tears going down her eyes. There's people leaving the line to go into the next line <laughs> because we were taking so long. And I said, can I have your number? I just want to call you and check on you. And she said, yeah, absolutely. And I took down her number. So I think that's very important when we do make a connection with people to know that God has assigned us to them. So ask, hey, can I have your number? Can I just send you a text and check on you? Here's the neat thing is that I ended up finding out that um, this girl and her whole family had been, uh, they received Jesus when they were like years ago, but they have just been out of church. Life got in the way. They got busy. Same old story for most people that receive Jesus and don't keep continue going to church. And uh, anyway, I ended up texting her. She brought her whole family to church. They all... Uh, son, mom, daughter, uh, whole family, whole family rededicated their lives to the Lord and they are faithfully coming to church. And it's neat. I still check it, uh, check up on her. If I don't see her, I'll send her a little text. Hey, I haven't seen you. One time we met for coffee. She's asking me a ton of questions. So as far as the question, like how to turn it from a natural conversation into a spiritual conversation, I think it's different every single time. You know, um, sometimes I will, when I'm asking the Lord, how can I bring this conversation into a spiritual conversation? I'll talk about maybe a tattoo that they have, if it's a cross, you know, or I'll just be like, oh, what made you get the cross tattoo? Or if they have a, a, a even a demon or something on their arm, I'll mm-hmm. like, man, what made you get that demon the tattoo, you know, or uh, if they have like a cross symbol on their necklace, like a cross charm, I'll just say, you know, why do you have that? And a lot of people will say stuff like, well, my grandmother gave it to me or you know, it's a good luck charm. I'll, I'll kiss it, you know, for good luck. And I'll say something like, do you know that that was like a deadly torture death penalty? You know, that's what that cross symbolizes. And they'll just be like, eyes will get real wide. Like, what do you mean? I'll be like, Jesus, the son of the living God, he died on that cross so that you could have everlasting life. And then I just go right into popping the question. We can, we can talk about that later, but, but, uh, I just, every, 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 conversation is different. But again, if you're led by the spirit and you're in your ask and letting the Lord know, Hey, I'm open. If you will give me that nervousness, make me feel that, that thing in my stomach that says, you know, I have to share my faith no Mm -hmm. matter what, you know, I'll open my mouth and the Lord, he, he brings things to light that you can, that you can talk about. And when you're having a normal conversation with them, um, with, with a normal person, even if you're a mom at the park and you're talking to another mom and you're talking about your kids and things like that, if you always have this like spiritual ear open that while they're speaking, 
you're listening to them, you're making eye contact, you're getting to know them and the things they're saying, but then on the other hand, you're also almost making a a prayer request, you know, you'll hear them talk about maybe their husband's out of work or somebody in their family sick. And, and so you're kind of, uh, building this way to turn it into a spiritual conversation. Like at the end of that conversation, you know what? I, I heard you say that your husband's out of work. Would you mind if we just prayed right now? I'm believing I'm going to call on the name of Jesus and I'm going to believe for a miracle in your life for your husband to get a job, you know? So it's a way to turn that conversation right into a spiritual conversation with prayer. Right. And I do. I believe that if you always have your spiritual ear open, because really, I believe God strategically places us everywhere we are every day. That's right. You know, how you said, Jesus, he's commanded us, he's called us. So wherever we are every day, he is right there. And um, it reminds me of a quick testimony I'd like to share that yeah. a couple months ago, I was also at a gas station and um, just got done finishing painting. And we were at the store and I was really in a rush just to get home. I was tired. I was exhausted. And I looked over and there was a lady there with her bicycle and when I looked over I felt that impression you know uh, from the Lord but I tried to ignore it at first a little bit because I was all painty dirty tired <laughs> and uh, we were literally fixing to drive off and I stopped and I was like no I have to go up to her like the the urgency and the burden was just so heavy and so I went over to her and I started sharing the gospel with her and I, I popped a question with her and and she wasn't saved and she was actually in a very abusive situation and she just started to weep and cry uh, because she just was so broken and mm -hmm. so hurt. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit just came over her and brought some healing and uh, she got saved. And so it was literally at those moments where we think we're too busy That's or right. exhausted and tired that God really wants to use us because he gets all the glory, right. you know, and he wants to save his people and mm -hmm. people are ready. That's so, good. Yeah. And I, you know, we are we are all called to do the work of the evangelist everywhere we go. We don't have to have all the right words, you know, all the right things to say, but as long as we're sharing what Jesus has done in our lives, the power of the testimony, sharing what Jesus has done in our lives, no one can argue that. You don't have to sit and argue about the Bible. Just share what, who Jesus is and what he's done in our lives to everything that breathes, and then Christ will come back, you know, because he's called us to be a witness. Each yeah. one of us, he, we didn't choose him. Jesus says he chose us and we're called to be a witness. And so we just want to encourage you, witness everywhere you're at, at your dinner table, at work. Um, just give it a shot. Witness to people on the streets, at the park, at the grocery store. Offer to pray for people and then pop the question, the question that will always tell you where they're at spiritually. And the question is, if you were to die today and stand before God and he was to say, why should I let you into heaven? what would you say? And normally you can tell where they're at spiritually. If you ask that, whatever their answer is to that question, if they talk about being a good person, you can talk about how the Bible says that our good works is like filthy rags, that if any of us got what we deserved, we would go to hell because God is perfect and heaven is perfection and not one sin can be allowed into heaven. But since we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. He loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to pay the price for our sins. And by believing on him and repenting for our sins and turning away from our wicked ways and calling on Jesus as Lord, we can have everlasting life. So share your faith. There's no wrong way to share your faith. Just get people to understand that we need a savior. And without him, there we will be doomed to hell. And hell is very real. So share your faith. 
Bible says that by sharing our faith is when Christ will come back. So let's all do the work of the evangelists. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.